0: Life is about. i'm a black man trying not to get caught i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw you know it's a big world so easy to get lost i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw, jigsaw. times are changing every day we won't get by with those same old ways, no, no, no. Pulling together, we'll make it right with help from my friends. I know we'll get by. This is another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I am. That's Brian. That's just been in my spirit. I've been it. I've been binging two two seven like an old auntie, but I am <laughs>
1: married.
0: Matter of fact, call me. <laughs> Call me. uh, What was his name? Call me. Le- matter of fact, Lester, I'm Lester Jenkins. <laughs>
1: what was the? What was? Um. What was Virginia King's friend's name?
0: Uh Oh. Uh, what was his name? Clarence. I Ter- guess Terrence. Yeah. I'll Clarence. Be here. Okay. And this is another episode. <laughs> just <hope> I podcast. <laughs> This is the show where we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstance of being black millennials trying to navigate the craziest puzzle piece of life. Brian, how are you, brother?
1: Man, it's a great day to be black, brother. Uh, I am exhausted, but it's a great day. It's a great day to be black.
0: Are you, are you, Tamala man, tired?
1: What take me to the king tire? Or... <laughs> How you take me to the king tire? Truth is I'm tired. Uh... <laughs> Truth is I'm tired. <laughs> Options are few. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to pray.
1: But where With the are Lord, you? where are you? <laughs> <laughs> That song was wore out. Listen, uh, listen. Because she was wore out. <laughs> wore the out. was wore out. What a song. The first lyric. <laughs> truth
0: is, I'm tired. Listen, the truth <laughs> is, I'm tired. What a testimony. <laughs> Live in your truth, Tamala. Live in it. You, you and your super there. girdle. Because I ain't never seen nobody sucked in like Tamala be sucked in. She get those things custom. Listen. I am convinced.
1: Not a jiggle inside.
0: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Not a them, jiggle inside. Them tits be perched up and that belly is <laughs> right on in there. Just sucked. She got that Gawk Gawk 3000 girdle. <laughs> <sighs> oh man so last week we had the pleasure of doing a tribute episode to Dana. we did we did alia great feedback did you get any feedback on the episode
1: i did people uh, that i spoke to they they enjoyed it uh took them back and it kind of set them up for the you know alia day which was friday we we did our job we did our job (laughs) um i will say this you know my wife almost got blocked Mm. Um, for the, for the slander of it all,
0: I saw her look come in. The same woman s- who's in love with Bobby Brown, who's not a vocalist, <laughs> who's not a vocalist. I wasn't gonna get inside you marriage dispute, but that's the first thing I thought about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slander of it all, uh, you know. And the thing is, we, and we, we said on the podcast that Aliyah is not a vocalist. We said that on the podcast. We, we, we under, admit it. We understand that, but, but she's our what, princess. She is, and I was not allowed about to take slander. Mm-hmm. On that day, that was the day of just we are celebrating,
0: right? Aaliyah.
1: we're celebrating the music being dropped. We're celebrating taking us back to a place where things were simpler, right? And then you want to just talk about, you know, just trying to burst
0: people's bubbles. Listen, you know. take me to a place I like to go somewhere. somewhere. That's, That's a, a good, good song. song. Um, good. But yeah, we don't we don't do this to Mary because Mary ain't nobody's vocalist either. <laughs>
1: Not a singer.
0: Mary J. Blige is not a singer, <laughs> but you cannot deny the gift that is Mary J. Yeah, if that
1: boom, 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 everybody's dancing like we, you know, it's it's you almost Mary J. Lost J. Blige. In
0: the middle of that because I was trying
1: to find. It. <laughs> I was trying to find it too. I, I was going for it, but I was thinking, did I? Did I? Do the right beat? Uh, real love. That's a real love beat. That's real, a real love. love. <laughs> uh huh. But when that thing drops, everybody's like, oh, and well, it absolutely. takes you to a place. It takes you it to, takes a, you to place. a place. Listen. It um, takes so. you
0: to a place I like to go Look at. <laughs> Ain't that a stale? It is a stale. Amer- really American boy.
1: Get get, 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 get
0: she has Please. a really interesting episode of um, Song Association on the Terrell Show. Really? Yeah. I don't know that she should be doing live impromptu. She can't again. sing. No, no, no. Well, I, I, this isn't a stale slander. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she should. I just don't know that she should be singing unprepared. Mm. I will say it that way, and you can interpret that how you will. Listening mm-hmm. audience, those are all across the world. Hey, Germany, we see you. Y'all be listening. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't know what that means. Anyway, here's something that you all should get excited about, Brian. Hmm. Should we just tell them or no? We should. We
1: should just do it. Let's just,
0: let's just throw it out there. No, I don't think we should throw it out there. Not any full detail. Look out, October. Something okay. big is coming. Yes. You may get to hang out with your favorite cousins.
1: We you know, might do something. We might, might
0: do yeah. something big, a live living room type thing. Right. So I we want you there.
1: Out. We do. We want all the people there.
0: We want you there. It's going to be safe. It's going to be mm-hmm. COVID friendly. Hmm. Um. There's going to be, you know, like you know, we always, you know, we always tell y'all to grab your snack, grab your drink, and mm-hmm. head on down to the living room. You can head on down to the living room, mm-hmm. and the snack and drink will already be provided, right there, basically free. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout. We'll probably make a big announcement next week mm-hmm. because it'll be a new month, and we will need to tell you the things. Um, but we're excited. We may not sound excited. In our voices, but we're excited. We're excited. We're excited. Give me an E. E. I got your E. I got your E. Give me an X. X. I got your X. I got your X. (laughs) Give me a C. C. I got your C. I got your C. D-I-T-E-D. Excited. Okay? (laughs) That's what we are. <laughs> oh, we're excited about this we are we're excited. excited we are excited yeah,
1: I, I think it's gonna be a fun a fun thing that we're gonna you know, we're throwing out there yes um, i think the people are gonna want to be a part of it i think our 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 friends of the podcast friends in real life uh will want to be there um i'm excited about
0: it i'm excited about it too i can't wait to connect with y'all and mm-hmm. on that level and just kind of lay out what we've been planning and how we grow from there so Without out any further ado i do believe this is your week to do um, to bless us with the song of the week
1: yes uh, song of the week are and, you gonna uh, sing
0: it do you have it queued up oh uh, i've that's, been deba- i've been debated. referenced next week if i mean last week if you do sing it commit <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need <laughs> okay i just want you all to right. commit <laughs> so whatever so key you start in, <laughs> you know <laughs> all right
1: i'm ready all right so I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to sing the uh chorus. <laughs>
0: yes. I was in the chorus.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh. All right. <laughs> All right. It's within theme for the episode. Okay. okay. We're here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Get those out. Get it out. Um. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it goes like this. Hold on. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. So so, it was. Me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. Yeah. That's what I found out. And ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, I'm going to be my own best friend. Me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. That ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, I'm going to be my own best friend. I can't
0: believe I believed everything we had will last. Less. So young and Nike for me e to think she was from your past. Silly give me to dream <laughs> of one day having your kids. Love is so blind it feels right when, when it's, it's wrong. wrong. Yes. <laughs> I, say, I had to jump in there
1: with you. What's that well, thing she oh, does at oh, all, right. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I want to do it so bad. But I'm not gonna do it though. Don't do that. That. Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like <love> that. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lady. making <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Good. That's a good one, bro. That's a yeah, good how, one. runner
1: she does. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the for the. She
0: sings on that song. She
1: does <laughs> sing. Thank God for the queen, queen B
0: Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, Carter. Carter. Y'all know what song that is, me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. All right. So, with that being said, understood, and accepted, you ready to jump to the show for real, for real? I am so ready. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's head on to the Blessed Report. We talk about some black exal longs. Alright.
1: All right. Black excellence, blessed report. That's what we do here, right? In the Blessed Report, we talk about how great black people are. Because mm-hmm. black people are just great. We do great things all the time, right? We're yes. always making history, always doing things to change the world. If it had not been for us, I don't
0: yeah. know what it would be. I tell Bible you says, a lot God, of time. Jesus did God didn't have no white dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, seen, dirt I ain't seen no white dirt. Ain't seen no white dirt. Even the sand got a tan. Glory <laughs> to God. Hmm.
1: The Bible says, you know, what is, what is you know, salt without its flavor, right? We are laris, We are laris. <laughs> without us, the world is just dry. Just Not dry, dry. but we just, just no flavor.
0: Dry. We don't want no food with just kosher salt. <laughs> uh-uh.
1: There's a little sprinkle that you put putting on it? <laughs> Mm-mm, nope. Hey, we're going to season the chicken, a sprinkle of salt. No, ma'am.
0: We on put, your unclean <laughs> chicken, because you don't wash <laughs> it either.
1: Right. We put garlic powder, seasoning, salt. powder. Onion powder. Onion powder.
0: Uh, we don't even that, know What
1: we use a cumin for But we throw it in there <laughs> All the stuff Our chicken is Is multicolored <laughs> It's multicolored That um, Cajun seasoning Oh yes you know? <laughs> you Gotta use that Greek seasoning Ain't Greek <laughs> Everything but we so use, good. All the, We use all the seasonings Like I think we probably use Like I probably use minimum Of five seasonings
0: Oh yeah That Tony Sacheries.
1: Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all the All the other things
0: like, Essence of Emerald I still use that <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. All the seasonings. <laughs> um, so that's why our che- chicken is so flavorful. So, uh, blessed report, we're going to do a young lady by the name of Candace Hawthorne. Right? All right. Grambling State University drum major. Let's talk about Candace real quick for a second. Uh, Grambling State University welcomes their first or excuse me, their second female drum major in the school's 120 year History. My career reports that Candace Hawthorne is a senior at Georgia uh, Georgia State. Tripping, uh, Grambling State University, majoring in engineering, technology, and music. All right, she's doing all the things. Jesus. Uh, she is now the first woman to become drum major and lead the world-famed Tiger Marching Band since Velma Patricia Wait. Excuse me, Velma Patricia Patterson. Three names.
0: So black. <laughs> Velma <laughs> is a name. Velma
1: is a strong black name. Mm-hmm. Velma <laughs> Patterson. Uh, but first, a lead since Velma Patricia Patterson in 1950. That's a long time. Mm hmm. Uh, Hawthorne will lead alongside senior Deontay Gibson, another strong black name and Shavion Jones, another strong. We
0: love it. You only get this kind of stuff at HBCU. (laughs) Only. You got it.
1: You got it. Velma, Deontay, and a Shavion. Shavion. Thank you, Jesus. See how we just do things. Yes. Uh, uh, You know, a junior Hawthorne called the historic moment. Mind blowing. So she's, you know, thinking is great uh, like many other universities uh gsu had to deal with the cancellation of the 22 fall season so you know stuff was happening out there we're in the Finini press all the things were happening so they canceled a lot of things which means the band wasn't really getting the chance to do all the things that they want to do so you know of course the athletes prepare to hit the field you know like we're looking forward to that but you know those that know about hbcu culture you know the football teams are cool and all but really people come to see the band to see the band right that's the that's the best part you know uh, beyonce understood that when she did you know her Coachella performance, mm-hmm. and, and the white people were like, "Oh, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Here what is this?" And now Taylor Swift had a band, <laughs> oh, <good> girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the bands weren't weren't banned last year. They weren't playing last year. Uh, so, uh, Candace said a lot. This is that last year was very difficult, not being able to have a season. So, it feels good to be back. We have a new set of drum majors this season. Oh, excuse me. That wasn't um, Candice. Uh, this is actually the director of the band. So last year was very difficult, uh, very different. Now, not having a season. Uh, so it feels good to be back. We have a new set of drum majors this season, this season, who are very eager to show what they are made of. So that was actually Nicole Roebuck. That sounds like I made a black person the way it's spelled. <laughs> uh, N-I-K-O-L-E. Nicole. Uh-huh. Cole Cole. Uh-huh. Nicole Cole. I'm going to call her Cole Cole. Nikki. Nikki, if you're nasty. Um, uh, Hawthorne is set to set the field on September 5th when GSU travels to Canton, Ohio to face off against TSU, that's Tennessee State, uh, in the Black College Football Hall of Fame game. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, We do understand that black culture, bands are part of black culture, Uh uh, HBCU culture. Um, Josh, are you looking forward to, you know, homecoming and the things so, so you see, you know, Morehouse marching band and all the stuff.
0: Yeah, I found out they're charging ten dollars for tailgate this year, mm. and I I don't know how I feel. I mean, I'm gonna pay the ten dollars, but I also <laughs> am trying to figure out what Delta Sigma Theta and Lambda Phi Beta and the Kappa Alpha Psi and the Alpha Phi Alpha variants are doing mm. because that's gonna that's gonna determine <laughs> what's happening. um well, no, I'll probably very likely be masked. And this is going to be weird because at homecoming, I, I usually run up to people, give them hugs. just the whole black maki da thing at homecoming. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be all up on people like that. Yeah. And, and you've been out there before. It's butt to butt. Like, it is oh, packed. Yes,
1: it is. It's packed. So, like, at one point, it was overwhelming to me. Now, I think I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I'm um, a little more social. But, uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, I'm already I'm like, overall excited. And if I do go, this might be the year I'm a I'm an old man and actually go to the game. Because it's it that'll be a much more controlled, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't made any decisions. So let me not lie and say that either. I don't know, but I'm excited. So shout yeah. out to
1: Candace Candace Hawthorne. Shout out to Candace Hawthorne. I'm going to shout out to all these other people. Shout out to Candace Hawthorne. Let's shout out um, Deontay Gibson. Let's shout out Shavion. (laughs) All y'all deserve just the the flowers because y'all are great black folks going to a great black school doing great black things, uh, keeping great black culture alive. So that is our Blessed Report. Bless up to Candace Hawthorne. Gremlin State University drum major. Bless up to you. And Josh just kisses fingers and, and raises <laughs> up to this guy. <laughs> like as if he drops a boot on the ground <laughs> and lifted it up to the Lord. <laughs> That's the bless up signal. Bless up. <laughs> bless up. <laughs> Do we have anything in the billboard?
0: We got some stuff. Um, so let's go straight from a piece of black excellence to uh, black uh, ingenuity. The Hood Nigga okay. Olympics have been taking place all over the Hood, United States. Olympics. And if you are unaware about what the Hood Nigga Olympics are, are, that means that a bunch of black people have been stealing and/or buying milk crates <laughs> from the local Walmart, from the Target, down to the Kroger, wherever they mm-hmm. can find them, and they've been setting them up in these like tiered <laughs> places. I think the tallest one is like seven crates high, mm-hmm. and they've been attempting to, you know, go from the bottom to the top and just do all the things. Now, several people have not been successful, Brian. There have been oh. so many videos of people falling. Oh, yeah. And breaking limbs. And breaking stuff. And then I just saw a recent video of a a picture, rather, of a gentleman's back from when he hit (laughs) the thing. And it's all bruised. It looks very, you know, roots-ish. Like, (laughs) um, it looks terrible. And now there have been a few gold medals given out. The gentleman who rolled the blunt and licked it and lit it as he was climbing and walked down. like He no. did all of that while walking up and going down. Effortlessly. He needs his flowers. He needs his flowers. Then another, <laughs> then a black woman came and did what a black woman do. She put on some heels. And she said, I'm going to do did. this. I saw hill. that one. And she walked across that thing successfully. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just been it's just been a thing all over the place. And I did see the video too where there was a little kid who walked up to the middle crate where the guy made to the top and kicked that middle crate <laughs> <laughs> And that man came tumbling down harder than Scarlett took a tumble. It was oh, it was hilarious. Funny. Um that little boy said, You wanna be dumb? I'm gonna show you what stupidity deserves. And he kicked <laughs> that middle crate and that man fell down. But like people, like I don't even know where y'all getting these crates from. I don't even know mm, right. I didn't even know grocery stores even like had crates readily accessible for people to have. Like, where are these crates even coming from? Like, how are you right. setting them up? The last time I seen crates like that, I remember. I want to say my fifth or sixth grade teacher, we had crates in our classroom, like under our desk to like put Mm -hmm. our, that was, she was being creative. But like, I'm sure, I don't even know where she got them from, Mm -hmm. but today y'all just popped up with these black crates.
1: (laughs) Right. Like where, where did crates come from? Like (laughs) I ain't seen a crate in like years until now.
0: Yeah, just milk crates. It's just out here. And we decided to climb them. Just We just we decided to do that. Um, but anyway, speaking of things that should not be happening, OnlyFans saying no more booty. They want no <laughs> more of the, of the pornography on their things. The UK-based company OnlyFans was originally created to provide a platform to sell exclusive content for purchase. From my understanding, Brian, OnlyFans mm-hmm. was supposed to be like a competitor to um, Patreon. You can get Mm -hmm. on there and have exclusive content for your fans and your people. But you know, OnlyFans increased in popularity during the pandemic for folks and you know, they said, you know what, it really doesn't matter what this was created for. What we're going to do is use this platform, you know, to show a little nippleage and to show a little areola and even mm-hmm. further things down below. Um, mm-hmm. But the company announced that it was going to um, secure funding and it was going to move away from its adult content. So they said it was going to be blocking anything that was sexually explicit. And I know all of the IG girls would mm-hmm. say it. I'm because sure. they not they've been making their money. I mean, there are people who've been making literally tens of thousands of dollars per month from OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these folks are only showing like bikini pictures. They're not even yeah. stuff we, we, we can see on Instagram.
1: Right. We know some people <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who signed up for the OnlyFans <laughs>
0: who are sadly disappointed. <laughs> and that's that's s j fault, wasting their money. Right. I'm not signing up for the OnlyFans. But here's the thing. As of today, mm-hmm. OnlyFans said nah man we good y'all, y'all if you want to show <laughs> a hold or two you can still you can still you can still do that so i'm sure all the people who are making a money their way are um you know are excited for them to be able to still be lucrative and to do the things they need to do in that way um another thing that is not changing as of yet is dc3 um destiny's child um, everybody got hyped because we knew. Um, last week we saw the changes that were made to the social media accounts updated pictures, um, updated you know, bio tags, and all that kind of stuff. But Matthew knows, Daddy knows, got on the Instagram, um, or the Twitter or the TMZ or wherever he got on, on Sisley Tice Internet, and he said, um, that this rumor ain't true and that the girl group would not be getting back together anytime soon. Um, he said that the updates were made by the record label and not the girls themselves. Now, here's where that still doesn't resonate so well with me. Um, even though the record label, changed, why did the record label change it? Right. Like, you know, I said, what was the purpose of the updates?
1: Right. There was no reason if the, they're not doing nothing, if they're just there and they're just, you know, like there's no reason for you to tamper with a page for a group that ain't doing nothing.
0: Exactly. And that's why, as much as Matthew was um, trying to dispel rumors or whatever, it did not necessarily make sense because, again, if they ain't doing nothing, if all we got is their old albums, then why are we updating anything? Um, But anyway, he said it ain't happening, so we will be on the lookout. Um, Jails are getting really creative in how they're wanting to incentivize the COVID-19 vaccine. So... We all know that, you know, in concentrated areas, COVID, the corona, can spread much more rapidly. And jail is one of those places. So Washington Jail is offering its inmates 10 packets, 10 whole packets of ramen noodles in exchange for receiving the vaccine. The Benton County Jail staff came up with this idea as an incentive program. And as of Monday, Brian, they have dished out up to 900 packages of noodles. I'm, I'm doing the math now. <laughs> yes. That means that they served 90 inmates so far. Okay. Mm -hmm. So,
1: (laughs) let me do a ramen noodle pack. Yeah. Right now, range goes between 25 cents to 45 cents a pack.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, they're giving out 10 packs.
0: Yeah, to every inmate. And they've given out 900 so far. So, that's 90 inmates served.
1: That's $25. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) it <laughs> was One point two five times nine hundred for sure It's two hundred twenty five dollars. Yes, I can't wait two hundred twenty five dollars worth,
0: worth of ramen noodles. That's a lot of ramen noodles. Let me ask you this: <laughs> That's a <year's> supply. <laughs> do you? Th- <laughs> they could literally eat a pack a day. Do you? Um, do you think they had a choice in their flavors at least? Right, like, what
1: flavor are y'all choosing? Like, all,
0: it, I hope it probably like beef. <laughs>
1: beef. It, probably, it, might been, it might have been chicken. That beef flavor <laughs> is the worst. I don't want beef. Give me Ew. Oriental. Give me Oriental. It, that That's is so with. racist. <laughs> it is racist. It was called Oriental. It was called Oriental. It's worse than my grandma never said.
0: We can go into the Chinaman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't we know a preacher or a pastor that said that before? <laughs> Mm. He said, "God can save the Chinaman."
0: <laughs>
1: mm. well, he said that in in, in the two thousands.
0: He said it in the two thousands, the late 2000s. the late two thousands.
1: He said, "God can save the Chinaman."
0: My God, but that's not why we're here to talk about that. My stars. we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the fact that they dishing out, <laughs> they dishing out top ramen in the in the shrimp and the and the Oriental, as Brian's favorite flavor is clearly, and um and all the things. So whatever it takes, I suppose. Um, speaking of food, Lil Nas X is the new CIO. And if you don't know what a CIO is, the Chief Impact Officer for Taco Bell. First of all, what did, what is that and what do they do? Well, back in 2017, here's a little history for you. Lil Nas X um, he worked in an Atlanta area Taco Bell <laughs> as a as a team member. He was a Taco Bell associate. He was over there fixing um Nacho Bell Grande's and Mexican pizzas. Let me tell you something. Back <laughs> in the day my mm-hmm. order oh, was a nacho bell grande, no sour cream, extra meat and cheese like beans. Okay. I used I love that thing. I <laughs> love that nacho bell grande. Oh my God, it was so good. Then you sometimes, I was feeling fast. They have a Mexican pizza with a hard taco on the side mm-hmm. and the Baja our, Blast. Because we go hard taco. Yeah, hard taco. I don't like soft tacos. The really? Consist- consistency. The consistency. Oh, I like a soft taco. I don't like no soft taco. That's why we use certain restaurants, either you got to have hard, they got to have rice bowls or something. Because if it's just tacos, I'm going to be hungry. Um, When that shell gets mushy, I don't want that. Oh, okay. I don't want that, Brian. It's like somebody already chewed it. <laughs> now you eat it. I don't want that. But anyway, Mexican in and a Baja Blast. Because if you're going to go to Taco Bell and have to be four string pairs of products, you might as well get the Baja Blast, the thing that's only sold at the Taco Bell. Um. Anyway, don't eat Taco Bell today, because why would I still do that as a fully functioning adult? But anyway, Lil Nas X is the chief impact officer. He started there in 2017. And as a cultural icon with an insider's perspective, this is what the company said on the Taco Bell um, team experience, Lil Nas X was appointed this position. Uh, it was an honorary role that would allow him to collaborate on the brand experience from the inside out in his first 60 days. Um, Little X and Taco Bell are teaming up to offer exclusive experience around the upcoming release of his album, Montero. Now, pause for the calls because people are saying this is going to be his debut album. It's the same thing we went through with Meg Thee Stallion and all them other people. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of these EPs and stuff not counting because if y'all can drop four albums and then still do a debut album and still be granted Best New Artist and stuff, something ain't right in the water. Can we go Mm -hmm. back to the days where your first album was just your first album? Right. And if it's a mixtape, it'd just be on SoundCloud. Right. And not the other things.
1: Right. Cause like kind of like her did the same thing. Her had like four different mixtapes <laughs> who I thought were albums and she all oh, my debut albums coming out. Like what? Like I like, feel so focused. That
0: whole mixtape wasn't like an album. Like Chance the Rapper did dude, the, the was, same thing. All that stuff that came out, The Big Day was his debut album. Like but anyway.
1: Go back to mixtapes, brother. Go
0: back to mixtapes. Um, but that's it's going to be for his album. Um, and launch it. The latest thing. They, they're redoing some things on their menu. So shout out to Lil Nas X doing the thing. Uh, I also want to do a sidebar. This is wasn't officially on the docket. We're going to talk about the ways in which we were not so mad at Lil Nas X putting blood in those shoes as much as we were with Lil Nas X being the person who did it. Because Tony Hawk is now selling skateboards that are painted in his blood. And he's getting praised for it. Now, I'm not saying we should about blood shoes and things like that. But what I am saying as a society and as a culture that the outrage was more so with little Nas X and our heteronormative thinking and our homophobia more so than it was the whole blood thing. Cause he's selling like up to a thousand skateboards that'll be painted with his blood. Ain't no outrage around so right there. And it is so weird. weird. I mean, but where's the outrage? Where's the people? Where's the protest? Where's the, you know what I'm saying? Where are the things? What are the things? Now, Tony Hawk's thing is an official partnership. Like he ain't biting off Nike. Like that. But the fact remains the same that, you know, it is it is human blood within a product. And, you know, that same outrage is not there. Um, speaking about outrage, we know Insecure is giving up on us. They're ending very soon. It was released at the um last episode. Last season will start in October. However, Issa gave us a new reality show and it's called The Sweet Life of LA. Brian, have you watched it yet? I have not. Okay. I'm looking I'm looking forward to watching. Are it, you going to watch it? Are, are we going back into this cycle of saying things that you're going to watch and then you don't watch?
1: No, I'm going to watch it. I'm okay.
0: Gonna watch it. You're going to watch
1: it soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll be watching it this week.
0: Okay. So it's only three episodes out right now. They're only 30 minutes apiece, not even 30 minutes, 29-ish, or you know, however they do that. And it's not bad. It's young. So it's a bunch of it's seven friends, young adults growing up, exploring how they're navigating life in LA, your 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 home base. And um it's really young. They say period a lot. Um period. they cry over a lot of things. They all into they be burning sage or rubbing crystals together. I mean, all the things, all the things. They got good good vibe only signs and posters everywhere. Help us, Lord. That's just, it's, it's really young. But Issa was smart. I'm going to tell you why she was smart. Because I believe her major demographic is us, like millennials who are her age, because she makes content for us. This show isn't really isn't really us. So what she did, which I think is smart, is she dropped three episodes at once. And it allowed us to get born into the stories. Because has she only dropped one episode, and I was only watching the premiere. There is a ninety nine point nine percent chance I would not have finished watching. I would I wouldn't have went back. But I, as I was able to let them just play back to back to back, mm-hmm. right back to episode three, it was it, it had gotten messy, good and messy too. I said I got to know what these children are up to. <laughs> I feel like the uncle. So mm. this is this is the homework. You're gonna okay. watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Next week we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. We're going to dedicate we'll some time to talk about the sweet life of LA. We'll, must,
1: must do it. The
0: sweet life of LA. All right. So, lastly but not least, before we head into the living room, I just want to prepare you for this. I have something I need to get off my chest. You ready? Okay. Ready. They don't last long. We get to the point. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint is Josh Rogers, athletic abbreviation. This week on Josh Rodney's Atlantic abbreviations, we want to talk about a couple of people. J.R. Smith, famed NBA player. Wasn't he, didn't he play um with LeBron James and the and the, the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes, yes. He is a two time NBA champion. He's a two time NBA. And was he the one with the like the dumbfounded look when he missed the shot or yeah. took the shot yeah. or something like <laughs> he, that? Yeah, he
1: uh got a rebound and should have shot the layup and he ended up drilling to the half court to run the clock out.
0: And yeah, lost the game for him, right? Yeah, or something. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I see. I know. I remember that. That was history. Um. So anyway, the brother's going to North Carolina. Auntie, shouts out to that. And he's he's not going to play basketball. No, 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 no. But the ND, NCAA did clear to play golf. So he's officially a part of the in um, in cat's um golf team. I don't really know what that looks like in real time in terms of him actually being on the team. I mean, golf is an individual sport, but I don't know what that looks like in means of like travel and, you know, tournaments and doing it. Like, is he still going to do all the things that the student athletes do? Is he right. going to be held to the same standard of like academic performance? <laughs>
1: right. What's the GPA you know, going to be like? What's I don't be know. Like? I, I don't know about J- He doesn't J-R. strike
0: me as the, you know, as, the, as the most colorful crayon in the box. Mm-mm.
1: He probably going to get whatever the the minimum GPA is.
0: Oh yeah. If it's a I'm two nine, he's that. getting a two eight nine nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's gonna be in the in the dean's office. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
0: struggling. Um last but not least on Josh Rice Athletic Review, Shakari Richardson. Oh, Let's man. talk about it. Um so you know, hard. our Olympian, you know, we all know the things why she didn't go to Tokyo, right? Boom, 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 boom. So they set it up to whatever the the track running, I think it's the Diamond League or whatever the track league is, it's called. Um, they hosted this race, exhibition mm-hmm. race. And mm-hmm. all the girls came. All the Olympians girls all came. All of them came. Allison Felix and all the girls. And, you know, we was like, all right, Chicago, this is your chance. Show us what you've been working on. You've been training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of – it was nine women, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right? I'm just trying to think through. It was not women. It was nine, nine women. women. Okay. And, you know, as the race ended, I didn't see her in first or second or third or fourth, or fifth, <laughs> or sixth, or seventh, <laughs> or eighth. You know, she, she was last. She was He's dead, dead last. last. And, you know, I heard different commentators, podcasters, everybody, you know, from different perspectives. Oh, look at the black community. We were in shots, hyping her, now we turn to that. I'm not tearing Shakari down. Right. all. Right, nobody. She, on her slowest day, mm-hmm. she's faster than me on my fastest day. Not taking that away from her. Because it'll right. probably take me 45 seconds to run 100 meters. <laughs> but here's the <laughs> thing. When you talk the kind of talk that you talk, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and then you have the opportunity to prove said talk, mm-hmm. me go, go said it like this in their gospel. Walk it Walk like I problem. talk it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she only walked it. Cause she didn't, she definitely didn't run it (laughs) and she she was just talking it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what was going on in her head. I don't know if the blonde from her wig was distracting. I don't know if one of those eyelashes was too long. I'm not sure, but sis gave us a beyond subpar performance. And I believe, I honestly believe she going to bounce back. I honestly believe believe that she she won't be last in the next few sets of races. I also believe that she wasn't going to ever be first because Allison is just a beast and she wasn't beating them Jamaican women. But it's just amazing how, I mean, she was talking cash money, Brian, Mm -hmm. from the 99 to the 2000. And she was in 1998. (laughs) And I'm trying to figure out (laughs) the ways in which this happened, sis. What happened, bro? What happened?
1: I mean, dead last. Like, th- And that's the thing. And it, it wasn't it, even close. It wasn't even close. <laughs> I think the woman who won, uh, she was like 10, like low 10s. 10.54. And 10. Was, yeah was the
0: winner. Chicago was 11.14. Shout out to these stats.
1: It wasn't even like, it was like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. And that's the, that's the thing. It was kind of like, girl, that's what, after all this, this is what you did? Yes. After all we've been waiting for, all that you talked, this uh-huh. is what you did, and that's the thing. I'm like, you know, social media was, you know, like you said earlier, like, are y'all gonna drag Shakari and y'all were just loving on her. We, I still love her. Like, I still appreciate the black woman that she is. Uh huh. But you gonna get these jokes. Like, that's what we do as black folks. We love. We gonna, we're gonna get these jokes off. Um, all the, <clears throat> all the memes, right, all the memes have been funny. <laughs> All the music finding the um the one <laughs> the one with uh with Nene leaks <laughs> with Nene leaks running. <laughs> this is how Shakari was uh was running the race. And that <laughs> and that took me out y'all because uh, she was just trying to keep up with the Jamaicans and she could not. And I saw one picture where she had timberlands, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the thing.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. I mean, I just feel like she need a collective <laughs> sit down. She just does. Be she like, does. You know, tell Beyonce to sit her down like they did. Like they did. Uh, who did they do it to? Kelly in that video. Take a minute, girl. Come sit down and tell us what's been happening. In your face, I can see the pain. Don't you try to convince that you're happy. <laughs> okay, you tried say so you, yeah, you got in that interview afterwards. It was like, I'm still huh I'm a blah, blah, I'm blah, still blah. and then, and the girl, and then the you tweeted, she's the fastest in the world. <laughs> now, here's another song from Nelly. <laughs> Shout out to Nelly doing an official country app. We spoke that up, right? Ugh. Nelly said, I am number one. What's the rest of the lyric, Brian? I don't remember. Okay. Two is not a winner and three nobody remembers. <laughs> okay. So now if two ain't a winner and three nobody remembers. That I'm is not six. quite sure what six <laughs> can fall. But okay.
1: then, then she's she not.
0: And she also tweeted, said, be in ninth place means that it's only up to go from the bottom. You're right. You can be eight. <laughs> you can be eight. <laughs> You could be seven, but you weren't seven, six, five, four, or even three, two. You definitely weren't gonna be one. So this is not shikari slander. This is just like it was it it was the irony of it all was hilarious. It was just really funny. Uh, it's just really funny. <laughs> and people are saying, well, she had she went through a lot sis been at home. Right. Sis ain't been training. Because, right, it, it, and it showed because she she did so much better than that in the like the trial games oh yeah so like you can tell she was at her best and I don't think it was because of all that she was going through because she was going through all of that uh, before Tokyo and was still murdering mm-hmm. um, the game so shout out to J.R. Smith shout out to Shikari um, we love you we appreciate you um, what about but, Shikari and uh, Allison so Allison was asked the question <laughs> mm-hmm about Shikari. And she gave a very um professional response mm-hmm. saying that, you know, she had been through a lot and that she really she brought a lot of attention to the sport and that she thinks she'll be around for a long time. Boom. Mm-hmm. She was asked a question. She didn't bring up Shikari. I mm-hmm. think she was on Jimmy Fallon or one of the shows. Mm-hmm. One, one of, of the, one of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. One of them white men at night. And um she and that's the response she gave. Shikari gets on the the interwebs and starts sub-posting and sub-tweeting about Allison saying that, you know, things about, um what was she saying, Brian? Things that um um talk, encouragement from afar and real encouragement and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. It's just like, mm-hmm. where's your PR? Who are your people? I, right, who are your people? Who are your people? Because at this point, we don't need you to spiral you know what I'm saying? Like people are putting the Jamaicans and American race racers, runners against each other, and that's been right. happening since the beginning of time. I think it mm-hmm. always flip flops. Sometimes Jamaica kills it, sometimes an American kills it, and mm-hmm. it's just this is one of the time where Jamaica's on top. Like they produce fast <laughs> runners. Like mm-hmm. it's just their sport. Kind of like how America dominates NBA. Like mm-hmm. Jamaica dominates track and field. Like it's just yep. just their thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but you can't take that from from the Jamaican constituents right mm-hmm. you can't take that hate or that talk personally and attack another racer like I just don't right. think that that's okay so I hope Shakari like gets together and we'll see her in four years at the next Olympics I mean I'm sure she ain't gonna be quiet in four years but the next time we see her perform hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be better hopefully she won't be so far to the back of the line and um, <laughs> we can go from there alright Brian you ready to move on I'm ready. All right. So now that's been said, understood, and accepted, let's go to the living room. So grab your drink, grab your snack, grab your candy, grab whatever you did. So if you like me, you've been eating salads all day. So grab your salad, grab your lettuce, and mm-hmm. let's go on down to the living room and let's do this. Let's do it. All right, we
1: are here at The Living Room, and we love to talk about self-care. And there's a conversation I think we wanted to have. Um, it's actually been on my heart, been on my on my chest. Uh, and I think it's something that we all probably need to deal with in subcapacity, capacity. But I kind of wanted to pull something up real quickly mm-hmm. that I saw one of our good brothers, Christopher Moore, posted today, which was kind of actually in theme. Um, and he said, it was great, he said, it's not selfish to self-care. It's selfish to not self-care. Uh-huh. So I thought that was great. So and it kind of made me think about some things in terms of as far as what we do in understanding the importance of really taking care of us. Uh-huh. Right? And that's in context of, you know, our individuality and in relationships. So I kind of wanted to start there um, that oftentimes we are in relationships. I feel like we're in relationships. That's something that kind of been on my heart. We're in relationships with people, friends, associates, colleagues, and even a romantic relationships. Where I feel like um, we, in some situa- some situations, lose our individuality mm. in those relationships. And in, in losing our individuality, uh, then at that point we kind of lose our ability to really go into deep self care because we lose ourselves in. In others, that
0: makes any sense to you? No, mm, no, no, no. It does. I think sometimes we get so caught up in being what the relationship requires. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be the best friend or I want to be the yeah. best coworker, right? That mm-hmm. sometimes we lose a sense of who we are and it's not fair. It's not fair to us.
1: Right. And so that was where we wanted to start out. And and I guess I will go there. Like Josh, in any situation in your relationship you have right now, do you have you ever felt like to where – you kind of lost yourself in the relationship and sometimes trying to do what's the greater good for everyone or for your friends or for your relationship and in the, some of those cases neglect, what's the greater good for you?
0: Um, I can't think of any exact moments, but I'm mm-hmm. almost sure that I have because mm-hmm. um, in a past version of me, I've been a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Not so much that I was so concerned about everybody liking me, but I just wanted to make uh-huh. sure that I wasn't a point of contention and issue Mm -hmm. for anybody Mm -hmm. in anything, right? So sometimes that meant not, y'all may not believe it, sometimes that meant like, you know, filtering my words and (laughs) um, that meant like, you know, not doing certain things or not going certain places because I didn't want to be perceived in a certain way by people who were close to me. And sometimes, mm-hmm. especially growing up in a church context, right? Like, mm-hmm. you think about, like, your Christian friends and your parents and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. Like, you do this, you know. And, yeah, so so I guess that is an example, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, like, losing myself. Like, I've always loved music beyond gospel. But I mm-hmm. grew up in a tradition where anything that wasn't gospel was demonic. I don't care mm-hmm. how inspirational clean it was if it wasn't gospel right right? but so that's me sneaking listening to anthony hamilton like imagine Mm -hmm. that right (laughs) sneaking listening (laughs) to anthony hamilton listening they had to sneak listen to charlene um or listening (laughs) to it and then be questioned about the level of my my relationship with christ um Mm -hmm. so like all of that kind of stuff you know that's just one example but for sure sometimes it was hard navigating wanting to do all the things that I felt like I could do or could be because I'm just Josh versus mm. what people's expectations of me were.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I can agree with that. I think sometimes, I think, you know, as men, we are, we're kind of taught to, uh, maybe in our upbringing, maybe in my upbringing, I feel like I was taught to sacrifice. Yeah. Right? The sacrifice of... um you know, making sure that everyone was straight, make sure everyone is fine, making sure everyone, even before you eat, you know, you make sure everybody else has eaten or has, you know, what they need. Um, and then sometimes you feel like, you know, you've put yourself on the back burner to kind of, you know, make sure everybody else's feelings are good. And yeah. um, and I think even, I'm be honest, even with the marriage, sometimes I feel like, you know, <clears throat> as we're taught in, in church settings, that as like a husband... You're supposed to sacrifice everything for your family. Like, as a father, as a husband, it's like, you got to make sure everyone else is happy and you're the last person to, you know, be the happy one. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's that stupid quote, happy life, happy wife.
1: Yeah. Or happy wife, happy life. Yeah. But not happy spouse, happy house. Like, you don't just both be happy. Why is it one
0: way? Right. What about my right. happiness? Because if I'm unhappy at some point, like, I'm never going to give an excuse for infidelity. But at some point, right, if I'm not happy, then I'm mm-hmm. going to likely probably seek that happening somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If I've spent all of my time just trying to fulfill what, what makes you happy. Because I'm going to stop mm-hmm. caring. Right. As long as I make you happy, I'm going to go do my own thing. And I don't think that to your point, right, first of all, let's can we pause for the cause and say marriage counseling, especially in, a, in most church contexts, does not mm-hmm. do a good job of preparing you for marriage? It, it doesn't, doesn't start there. Uh, at all. And it's so ironic because marriage is supposed to be this religious and Christian institution that God ordained, mm-hmm. which I believe that it is. But mm-hmm. it's also, it's ironic because the church, I think, does the worst job mm-hmm. preparing couples
1: for mm-hmm. marriages.
0: Oh, um, yeah. And I, and, I, and I stand on that heel. It ain't the one Terry Crews on, but I'm going to stand on that one. <laughs> um, So I will say for people who may be listening, um, if you're considering getting married and you're in the church, do the counsel that your pastor wants you to do, but go we'll get you a licensed mm-hmm. therapist as well, mm-hmm. who's going to be very unbiased, who ain't going to care nothing about, you know, all the things that you were taught in church. It's going to really help you figure out how to navigate marriage with you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. I make that point to say me and specifically, you can't get lost in the ple- being just a provider that you're emotionally absent one to your spouse but also to yourself. Mm-hmm. you owe yourself the ability to be happy to emote, which means that you can also be sad, you can be angry you can be tired and it is not selfish for you to feel any of those things. And as long as as long as you express them in a very healthy way and you're conscious of your of your actions and the response of other people, then I think it is totally okay. For mm-hmm. you to, you know, be vulnerable in spaces that require your vulnerability, mm-hmm. and hopefully your partner, whomever he or she is, respects your vulnerability and does not manipulate that to continue to get things out of you, just mm-hmm. so they can be happy when it is clear that you're denying what you need for yourself and your joy and your peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff, and and that's and that's a that's a whole story. But I kind of wanted to. Kind of pivot just a little bit here. Sure. And then kind of going back to the quote that, or what Chris basically said is like, self-care is not selfish. mm mm-hmm. um, And I think in some cases, like, I guess in, in your former life, have you ever felt like you doing self-care was selfish or you felt selfish, like taking the time away from that to take care of myself?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Because, I mean, a lot of times self-care is just that. Now, self-care can't include other people. Mm-hmm. But for me, let me just talk about my current life mm-hmm. and why I can be selfish. Because for most people, and Brian, you may agree with this, self-care is mm-hmm. like the, the ability to really care for you in whatever way yeah. that is relaxing and mending and mm-hmm. rejuvenating and reviving. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means, right, if it's for me, then it needs to be by me and typically by myself. What? In some cases. Oh yeah, yeah. In some I cases, do. right? Like there's a couples massage and then there's like just a massage where I don't want you in there. I don't want mm-hmm. I don't even want your energy. And not that it's bad energy. Like mm-hmm. I just want me. I want to be able Person to do space. something that takes care of me. Sometimes if that means shopping. Like Brian loves shoes. Like I don't want I, I do. don't want to feel the pressure of buying you shoes too, just cause I came home. I just want shoes because this made me feel happy. Mm-hmm. Right, and I don't think that's that self. It's just not that I didn't think about you, but I was trying to. I want to feel happy, and this is mm-hmm. what did it in that moment, right? Yep. Um. And that's very different than walking in the house with a meal and everybody hungry. Like that is selfish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But maybe the self care part is, you know what? I'm gonna go to a bar and have dinner. What y'all mm-hmm. and, and they don't even tell your spouse that you did it on the way home. Like, hey, what y'all want to eat? Mm-hmm. And just bring and bring food home. Right. There are ways to do <laughs> right. it. Um. Right. But no, I felt guilty in that way. Because I feel like if I'm taking, if I did, because I got two kids and a wife, if I feel mm-hmm. like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I just, I, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to be bothered, blah blah, 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 blah. Then it's like, oh, well, we can't play with you. We can't spend time with you, blah, 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 blah. Right, now right, I feel right. like, am I being a good husband and father? But sometimes I mm-hmm. need that time. Um, And we'll probably, we may get into it later, but I need that time to be void of responsibility. Yep. It doesn't mean I'm not a husband.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't mean I'm not a father. I can take it further mm-hmm. and say it doesn't mean I'm not a friend or a brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. A son. It just means that in this moment, I'm not responsible for any of those titles. I'm mm-hmm. just Josh. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah,
1: and that's true though, because I think even for husbands and even wives, whatever it is, whatever capacity working, I think what, through our daily lives we wear like a bunch of hats <clears throat> for sure. So at at my job, I am regional life sales manager, which and a the hat comes with all this responsibility. I have all these states I got to worry about. I got to you know make sure all these people are doing business. So I got to do all this stuff. I got to travel this place, go to that place. That's a responsibility. That's a hat that I have to wear, right? Um, at home, I am husband to my wife. So that's a whole responsibility, a whole list of things that I got to do. That's a responsibility there. Uh, in addition to that, I'm a father to a child. There's a whole list of responsibilities there. Um, uh, and then this thing about like within the responsibilities of you know, paying bills and making decisions about life. And we come from a, a, a Christian Upbringing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um where they're taught, where we're taught, you know, it, it's not. I don't. I don't have toxic talk, patriarchy or anything like that. To where like the head, the husband is the head, all that kind of stuff. We kind of we're we're modern in terms of we are partners. My wife usually gives me the, you know, because she w- defers the final say to to me. So that means that I'm making decisions for our whole family. Um, that can potentially jeopardize. So there's there's pressure with all of these places. All these hats I got to wear, all these spaces I got to go to. There's a tremendous amount of pressure and tremendous responsibility. And sometimes I think that responsibility is so heavy and so draining and so just tough um that I feel like, you know, there are moments when I'm like I need to just step away and just be Brian Hare. Yes. And that's it.
0: Yes. And I think like Sometimes, you know, we're playing a guy's trip.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think sometimes that's why those are important too. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. mean, that's why I say sometimes self care can be with other people because if if you're with me and Chris, and let's you mm-hmm. know, and we go on this guy's trip, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have the same level of expectation out of you that Lauren would. Right. And you're not going to have the same thing that Asher would. And, you know, we mm-hmm. won't have the same thing that Kiana would with Chris. Right. Right. So, and I, but in the, and that's why we say I'm void of responsibility. It doesn't mean I'm not a husband. I'm very mm-hmm. much still a husband, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call my wife. I'm gonna check in, talk to my kids, and all other kind of stuff. But right. in these moments, I ain't going to worry about fine. You know, it's, it's just so many. We all right. know what it's like when we're around our wives, and it's not a mm-hmm. bad thing, right? Right. But it's just like in those moments, I don't have to be what all that means. I don't have to right. help you discipline Josh and Jaden. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have to, you know, make sure I'm ordering this or think through that or or or, or whatever comes with that space. Like mm-hmm. even in a hotel room. I can sleep with the air on 68 because I like to be cold and actually hate being cold. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I don't have to be Small responsible things. for anything. I ain't, gotta, <laughs> right. I ain't even got to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And some, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes self care means it's not always by yourself because you know, again, if I'm with my wife and I do some relaxing things like a massage mm-hmm. or getting my nails done, then it's almost like a date. It's, it becomes romantic and things. Right. Like right, that. right. And not, and I've never went and got many. Well, well, I'm talking about I have got medical pictures of my guys before we did it for Chris Wynn. We all set up there lined we, up we together. Um, and we drank mimosas. We drink mimosas and everything.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> was a great they time.
0: Did. They did. They treated us right early in the morning too. Um, early. but I, I say that to say that experience with y'all, was much different than when I went with Asher, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it wasn't a date. We were just laughing and talking and getting there, ready for the wedding time. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So again, I am absolving myself of my day-to-day responsibilities. I ain't mm-hmm. gotta work. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta lead a ministry. I ain't gotta do nothing. I ain't gotta do nothing, nothing but just be and exist mm-hmm. um, in the way that God made me. And just I think me and you said this before. My only responsibility with my friends for the most part is to be a great human being. Right. And right. uh, And of course, we have expectations of friendship. So don't get me wrong. It's not like relationships don't have definition and expectations either. But Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes you need that space, even if it's going somewhere by yourself. Like I'm an introvert at heart, but I found Mm -hmm. myself in networking events in place where I don't know anybody. That's Mm -hmm. been calming because don't nobody know me here. And it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm a wild out, but like there's no expectation. I think that's the biggest thing. There's no expectation of me.
1: of of
0: what I'm going to get, which is from, again, for me, that's why I've I've gained community at Effect Fitness. But that was one Mm -hmm. reason why I loved it. I could go in that space, do my, do my workout, get lost in the crowd and -hmm. come home. Don't nobody know me. Mm -hmm. Didn't nobody know me. And a lot of people still don't know me. A lot of people know my face now because they see me so often, but they (laughs) still don't know me. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm still able to go in get my workout and come out. And I'm able to release stress and tension Mm -hmm. and all of the things. And, you know, mold this body in the process. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling good about myself Uh, I'm liking the way I look, you know, I'm releasing energy, all of the Mm -hmm. things, um, remaining healthy. So I, you know, feel better, all the things and that stuff helps. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: when, and I don't want to just put this on marriages, but when people don't understand the things that helps you recharge, Mm
1: -hmm. then
0: I think that's where it goes, where they think you can be being selfish. And it's not that I am just prioritizing this because Mm -hmm. this is what it takes for me to be what you love about me, this mm-hmm. is what it takes for you to get that. Yep. And If you mm-hmm. want that, you need to let me have this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like taking the time by yourself just to be your best self.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. if I'm not by my if I don't take this time, then I'm not gonna be my best self. And this is something we actually instituted in our in our household, and we haven't actually started it yet. We're supposed to start it this month or next month. <clears throat> it's like 24 hour mental health days. And the goal is at this point. Both of us have at least one day in the month. You can decide whatever day it is. We just talk about it in advance, and for that twenty-four hours, you can go somewhere. You can go to another state. You can go to a hotel. You can go wherever you want to go to for twenty-four mm-hmm. hours. You don't have to do anything. You don't got to be a wife. You're gonna be a husband, mother, father, anything. You can just go somewhere and just be you. You can go shopping. You can get pampered, whatever you want to do. So then we have those days where it's just like no responsibility, um, and I think that's I think that's gonna be hopefully I think it's gonna be beneficial. And I, I would probably recommend that to everyone if you have the opportunity. Um, it's just to have those days and it not be by yourself. Like I might say, Hey man, uh, I want to go spend this 24 hours with Josh and Chris and we just go do something. Right. So I think that's great. Um, but one thing I think that we, I think we've talked of, o- offline before, uh, was the idea. And I know, I think you may have posted this too recently is the idea or the power of really just saying no.
0: Hallelujah. Right. That's a word. Um, it yeah, is the a power word. of saying no, mm-hmm.
1: it's a word. Um, And the idea that, you know, my you you might be able to explain it better, but the I think that what the gist of what you were saying is like my saying no is not really hurting you or it's not the intent to hurt you, but it's really more so about preserving me. So my no is not necessarily for you or against you, but it's positive me because it's me saying no is what I need. Yes.
0: And I think sometimes to evolve it. Our no needs to come without explanation. Mm-hmm. It's just no. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a context around that? Because you know, with a spouse, and if you have a you know domestic partner or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, um, then sometimes there's a you know you, you know you're going mm-hmm. to you know talk about the ways or why you gave the no. But mm-hmm. in some regard, especially at work and with friends with other people, it's just hey, you coming to such and such party? No, why not?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm not coming. And that's, right. and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't owe you anything. I'm not busy. Right. I ain't got nothing else on my calendar. I'm just, I'm just not, not coming. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you, know, hey, you want to go get drinks? No. Mm-hmm. You want to hang out after work? No. You want to go? I remember one time one of my teams at a job, hey, we're all going to lunch. You want to come? I said, no. It was like, why did you bring in lunch? I said, no. Do so you want to come lunch with us? No. It, was just, no. it was like three no's. I'm like, you're going to eventually stop talking to me. Right. Because the main reason I don't want to go to lunch with y'all. But it's but I don't owe you that. I just it's just a big no. Um mm-hmm. but beyond that, I think the no is not to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Um and here's here's where the therapeutic side is. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are valid. If my no right. hurt your feelings, like mm-hmm. your feelings are valid. But what's right. also valid is that honestly, that hurt feeling ain't got nothing to do with me. Cause I right. would if I want not rude, if I'm gonna be let's let's keep it a book. <laughs> right, if I right. wasn't rude, let's like talk about it in the context of relationship in terms of marriage right mm-hmm. if Ash was like hey babe I want to go get pizza let's mm-hmm. go get pizza and I'm like no and she's like well why not well I don't want pizza one because pizza is country probably not one of my favorite dishes mm-hmm. um I don't want pizza <coughs> and I just kind of want to chill out well dang you don't want to spend no time with us like that's not what I'm saying I'm saying I don't want pizza and I'm also saying I don't want to go out. Right. What you've just heard was rejection and betrayal. Mm-hmm. And I and, I've, and now I'm explaining it to you that that's not that. So mm-hmm. your feelings are valid. Like you can feel what you felt based on my response. Mm-hmm. But now that we're having a conversation in context, that has nothing to do with me anymore. Right. I gave you that no. And, and choosing that, and that's a very small example. But mm-hmm. choosing that sometimes meaning. Not to get lost. And this is just not for your spouse. This could be in any situation. Mm-hmm. Not to get lost in what people try to make you feel, try to make you, mm, mm, try to, not to get caught up in what people try to make you responsible for based on what they feel. Mm-hmm. Because just because you feel disappointed, you feel sad, you feel rejected. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm doing. I'm right. Me choosing you is not, me choosing me is not always the rejection of you. Mm-hmm. Rest in their word. Let me say it Mm -hmm. again to the listening audience. Me Mm -hmm. choosing me Mm -hmm. is not the rejection of you always, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It is just that me choosing me consequently means I'm not going to do or line up with whatever it is you're trying to do in this moment. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And and I think sometimes uh, even within that, I think sometimes people don't understand like you choosing you. May really be saving you. Yes. <laughs> um, Like, it's it may hurt your feelings, but it's saving my life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think some people don't understand. Like, you know, sometimes people just need that that moment, that space, that opportunity uh, really to save their own lives. You don't know what people are going through, right? You don't know what people are going through. And I I, I can be honest with myself, being transparent, I, I lie a lot. Like, in terms of, how are you doing? I'm all right. Cause I either I don't want to mm. talk like talking about it. You I don't one of feel them. Like,
0: I'm good. I'm
1: good. Cause I don't, I just, it's some, it's cause sometimes I really don't, I don't have the capacity to articulate how I really feel. Um, or if I like start the conversation, right. Then it's going to go into a deeper conversation and it's like, I don't have the capacity to really go into a deep conversation. So I would rather just, <clears throat> I'm all right. Let me deal with me sometimes. Yeah. Um, so but but then some of those moments, it's like, you know, sometimes choosing the opportunity just to just to deal with me is really just choosing me. I, I just I'd rather just, you know, not deal with that, because if I deal with that, then it's going to just make it work. And then sometimes it's like you want me to I'm not saying this is my situation, but sometimes people are like, well, I want to talk about it, but it, but I don't have the capacity to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then you feel away because I don't want to talk about it. And then your feelings are hurt. But right. not knowing that if I talk about it, then it may do more damage to me. And then, but all you want is understanding. If that make any, makes any sense. Like No,
0: no, it makes a ton of sense. I've actually grown to the place, and thank God for my therapy journey, to where mm-hmm. I've been in those spaces where I didn't want to talk about it. And when they be like, hey, you know, let's just say you can tell something wrong. Hey, Jeff, what's wrong? Well, you know, because I'm in the space where you ask me what's going on. I tell you, mm-hmm. I'm not that great. Right. And they people like, well, what do you want to talk about? Be like, and I actually don't want to talk about it. Right. right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then and again, that some people are taken off by that honesty, but I'm just like, that doesn't mean I'm mad at you. I just, like mm. you said, I don't have the capacity. So right. instead of me rehashing or getting angry or being worse, I'm just letting you know up front. And and the reason I'm letting you know, because what I don't want you to do is in five minutes, come to me and ask me, Am I ready to talk? When I'm ready to talk, right. I'll be ready to talk. Right. I'll I'll come to you and tell you when I'm ready. Exactly. Because now that you know something's wrong, I've opened up the door for accountability and communication. But it does Mm -hmm. not mean that even today Mm -hmm. I'm going to be ready for it. Right. So I think to that point, there's a great joy in being honest about Mm -hmm. where we are, our level of contentment. But there's Mm -hmm. even greater joy of being honest enough to say, and I also don't want your help right Right. now. That's good. Or your perspective. Like, you know, I really I don't want your perspective right now. I don't. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in therapy, like I had a therapy session today. So it could be one of those things was, I don't want to talk about it because I'm actually mm-hmm. saving this for mm-hmm. there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you right. know, there's, there's so many things, right, that, it, that in so many ways that that can be handled. And I think um, it starts off with us being honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and just saying where we are and how we're feeling and then how we want to be treated based on what we're feeling. I think that's also a part of choosing you. It's choosing the right to be honest about my emotion, but also choosing the right to share what that emotion is doing to me. Because sometimes I may not want to share that with you. Because in some instances with friends and colleagues, how do I know that I can trust my vulnerability with you? And that's really important in terms of choosing to share what it is about me, what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, good, bad, or indifferent.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah and to to your point as far as being able to sh- to to trust your level of vulnerability or transparency and that's like really creating a safe space and mm. that's like really um i think some people don't understand the importance even like i think people think that men are like so cold yeah that that we don't really care about speaking about our feelings i, I care about I, I talk about my feelings it's just i have to have the opportunity in the in the time um and sometimes i share my feelings with you all sometimes and stuff like that uh but I think sometimes it just takes the opportunity to be like, hey, do I trust you with my feelings?
0: Yeah, and that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't even have anything to add. Yes, do <laughs> I trust you with it? Right. So you be asking, do
1: you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? Like, And then I may trust you with some of my feelings, but I may not trust you with this area of my feelings. And then sometimes I be thinking in my mind, I haven't even processed these feelings yeah
0: and i don't want to process it with you
1: right <laughs> i don't have any processes i don't even know how i feel about this right i don't even know how i feel about this so and then sometimes it's like i don't want to try to process it with you and you're like looking at me like i have no clue what you're talking about and it's like this is exactly why i don't want to it's process, process because it I'm... With you. <laughs> because i'm trying to figure it out myself um but i think that's a good point but within that you know i think I think something also you said previously was like as far as being guilty or being guilt tripped into choosing you. Yeah. Or choosing me. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I mean, it's kind of what I alluded to before. I think sometimes when you choose yourself, it's almost like you doing this again or why are you doing that? Or did you think about this? I thought about all the things. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm doing it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, you know, for example, I'm going to Miami, you know, God forbid, you know, that's Delta, mm-hmm. Delta Sigma Theta variant doesn't kill us all. <laughs> and um, but up until then, there's a few things I'm not doing. I'm going on a diet. So I'm not not eating certain things. But one of the other things I'm doing is that I'm not really going out anywhere. Like me and Ash went to the movies, but Outside of that, I'm not going anywhere. No, 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 no kickbacks. No, I think I have a lunch with I have lunch with a colleague scheduled next Friday afternoon. But that's like lunch, right? But in terms like going out and happy hours, I'm not doing that stuff. And um, and somebody could reach out to me like, "Hey, Jeff, what you got going on? Nothing this weekend. Hey, you want to come here?". And matter of fact, it happened to me last week. I got invited somewhere, mm-hmm. and um. <laughs> And uh, I'm not gonna go into too many details. I don't know if this person listened to the podcast, and I don't want to be too messy. Um, but I got invited somewhere, and I was just like, "No." They're just like, "What you got up? What you into?" I was like, "Nothing." Oh, so why you ain't come with us? I just I don't, don't want to go. Oh, so it's like that, huh? And like you could tell progressively. <laughs> it's not like that. though. It's not I'm like saying no. It's not <laughs> like that. And in the moment, I almost found myself explaining how when well, I'm going to Miami and I'm really just chilling because I'm trying to save. Like, and it's not like I mean going out one weekend ain't gonna break my pocket. Like, let, mm-hmm. let, let, let me flex a little bit on the podcast. I got the coin <laughs> to go out whenever I want to go out and spend right. what I want to spend. Talk but, about it. But when I say I want to spend my money, I also know what it takes to have a really great trip. I also know that me and my wife in the process are trying to buy a home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also right. know that I have other responsibilities. So, you know what I'm saying? While I can't af- can afford to go out with you, I just don't want to spend frivolous money. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't. Right. I I. I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's just what it is, and I've resolved in my mind that regardless, and there's only like one or two more weekends left of that, like, I might do something next weekend, because it's my anniversary weekend, but outside of dinner with her and whatever we end up doing, I'm not doing anything, and that is my yeah. right, that is my choice, and I don't need mm-hmm. an explanation, so I think, so to that point, I think um, many different ways people will guilt you into that, like, oh, so it's like that, or dang, blah, 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 like, no, it's not any of that it's just mm-hmm. my choice today to say no or my mm-hmm. choice to say matter of fact it's less about saying no and more about saying yes to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what and if you take that as being but hurt then go be mm-hmm. but hurt as, right. as, as 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 you know go lube it up i don't know what to tell you but what was not gonna happen is mm-hmm. that i am going to be pushed into a corner <clears throat> to satisfy your needs when right. that doesn't fulfill me. And I hope that you're able to reciprocate that energy, not in a vindictive way, but to right. really be like, if I need, if, if I come to you with something, don't tell me yes for the sake of the yes. Now, mm-hmm. there are some things that I think we do for relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You my boy. You ask me to do something. I might not even feel like, but I would do it just because you my boy. Right. But then there will be moments where you my boy and I'm still going to be like, you know what? I can't. I,
1: don't, I can't. And I, I still can't. Can. Right. And I
0: love you. Can I mm-hmm. send you $10 to help you mm-hmm. But, but right. <laughs> I but I ain't like a friend asked me to move. Mm-mm. Hey man, I got I got my stuff in storage. And I told her, I said no. I said I'm not helping you move. It was yes. like why not? I said because you're an adult and you don't have a lot of stuff. And most movers only charge between $80 to $100 an hour with a 2-hour minimum. You're just going to take you it's going to take you less than 2 hours. Pay the $200 and be done. I'm not I said matter of fact, I'll give you I'll give you $50. I'm not coming. I'm not picking up anything. And right. it was like, wow. I was just like, now you just missed your blessing because you ain't finna give $50. You know what I'm saying? But like, but you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? But that's just what it is. And now and you're not any less my friend. That friend's one of my closest friends. I've known him for a very long time. But it's like, I don't, I don't, I hate moving. So oh, excuse, yeah. every, I, don't, un- I don't even own stuff. Un- exactly. So unless you my grandma, which I'll probably end up buying movers for her, like mm-hmm. it's gonna have to be some <laughs> extreme circumstance. Yeah. where I'm gonna be mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna move stuff. So that's gonna always be a no for. I'm gonna always choose me I'ma mm-hmm. always choose right. me but that's right. an example of saying like there are certain boundaries I think that we have that just are clear and when they're not clear to other people they want they they make it muddy it's not muddy it's not muddy at all if you get past your emotions and whatever your feelings are about me how are you gonna be right. upset about what I decide to do right
1: <laughs> right <laughs> and that's a great point like it's the fact of like you're upset because I decided to make a choice about me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And within that, I guess we can wrap this conversation up. I guess I got a few things is uh, one is, you know, we, uh, we got to guess kind of break this thing down. It's like, well, what are some thoughts or some ways you think that we can proactively choose us?
0: Oh, um, I think I mentioned it the first time is if you give a no, depending on the situation, there is no appendix that need to be attached to explain why you gave the no. It's just no. Um, number two, if that's not helpful, then think about it in ways. Like I said before, um, saying yes to you more so than you are saying no to them. I think that if you have that perspective, it can help you change the way you feel guilty. The other thing that I would do, and I'm going to shoot it back to you, is to be intentional with the time that you have for choosing yourself. So if that means, you know, on this podcast, we talk every week about self-care and holding each other accountable Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. You know, last week I jokingly said, and Brian said, I'm going to go get a manicure. I said, brother, you've been saying that for three weeks, (laughs) you know, but that's, but you know, but that's true. Like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Let me put some intentional time to just do Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to do it. Whether that's go to the gym, whether that's get a manicure, whether that's get a pedicure, hell, Mm -hmm. whether it's just walking around the mall, I don't know what it Mm -hmm. is, but um, take the time to just do that mm-hmm. whatever it is and be intentional even if you have to go as far as scheduling it mm-hmm. uh, me and Ash used to be really good pre-pandemic when we were going out mm-hmm. sending each other a calendar invite mm-hmm. and just be like hey I'm going out with my girls and not so much because she asked for permission just so I can remember so that I right. now don't go mm-hmm. schedule with my guys Right? you know what I'm saying so like you do that to yourself and be mm-hmm. like block it off or even send it to your wife. Be like, hey, or your partner or even your friends. Give them access to your calendar. Be like, I'm not available between one and five. I'm just not. <laughs> right. You mm-hmm. know, So be intentional about your time and whatever you do with it, um, do it. But just mm-hmm. be, be intentional. So learn to say right. no, say yes to yourself, and be intentional with your time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would add to that is to figure out what you like. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think sometimes we talk about relationships and losing ourselves in relationships really finding out what is it that you like what is it that you like to do what brings you peace what brings you joy um, what brings you happiness um, and whenever we figure that out then do that find time like you said I'm adding to what you said intentionally find out what brings you joy you don't have to bring anybody else joy or anybody else peace or anything like that Mm -hmm. but find the thing that, that you know And you may, it may take some time for you to just sit down and be like, who am I? What do I like? Right. And I can even say this, you know, and I don't know, both of them relationships, any type of relationships, I've been married 11 years, been in a relationship 15 years. Sometimes I forget, like, what is it that I personally like? Mm. Right. Because you kind of blend in sometimes with, you know, uh, so I'm like, what is it that I like? Let me go find the things that I like. And then, then just do that. And I'll be intentional with that. And then the last question, I probably would want to break it down, uh, in terms of, it's how do we navigate, you know, really the expectations that are actually placed on us from other people yeah. uh, regarding uh, the striving in yourself,
0: right? Yes. And you, so you're asking me how do we manage it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so how do you navigate the expectations that are placed on you from somebody else?
0: You remove the expectation. Mm. And I know that's easier said than done, but you do. Mm. And sometimes that requires... It's almost like the best way to think about it is at work. Mm-hmm. So... I've started this new job. Shout out to me in this new job. Shout out um, to you. So I started a job where I am, I have to, I am in the, I have the responsibility of defining my job. Mm-hmm. Many people, and I've been in plenty of positions, right, Brian, you know, you get into a role, they they know what it is. You get trained mm-hmm. a certain way. You right. may figure out the ways in which you do it better um, mm-hmm. or quicker or um, whatever, the word, more efficient. But essentially you know what the role is You know what you're going to do mm-hmm. I am stepping into a role where there's a brand new program That is not even created And they're waiting on me to create it And to mm-hmm. find it Now part of this program deals with diversity, equity, and inclusion And black folk Without going into a whole lot of detail Everybody knows diversity, equity, and inclusion Is the big buzz where it got a lot of money behind it All mm-hmm. that kind of Every program in my, in my organization now wants to get behind this program That I'm leading and defining mm-hmm. And they don't all match Mm. Um And not so much that black folk can be a part or diversity can be included, but there's no direct line to exactly what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time this week, re- defi- resetting expectations about what I'm not going to be doing for y'all. Mm-hmm. And people have been just like, they've been to call. We can have the call, but I don't think you're going to like how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been used, I've used, I used the word white gaze 10 times a day. <laughs> and telling people that I think they're they in a white gaze and you're not seeing the word <laughs> realistically. That's, just, that's a side note. It just brought me so much joy. Um, but no, I spent a lot of that time removing the expectation of me being this role, this position, being like this super role, and you attaching yourself to it because you understand the benefits that it can have. And I think the same can be said to our personal lives. We have to sometimes spend the time removing the expectation of what you want or what somebody else wants us to be and literally live out with just who we are. Yeah. And that can be parents, uh, especially in a church context, man, mm-hmm. everybody see what they think you call to be. You're going to be a pastor. No, I'm not. Right. And maybe just not today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. you need to leave this ministry. You young, you know, we do this all the time in coaching, right? You young, you leave the youth. I don't even like kids. Right. Like, what? <laughs> right. And Brian, you and I know a bunch of UIPWW presidents, as we call them, who mm-hmm. don't got, who are the least relevant non-relatable people in the world but because Mm -hmm. they had an expectation placed on them because Mm -hmm. of some stupid trajectory or some you know meaningless association by age they're put in a space Mm. that doesn't even fit them and i think in a relationship context we can be put in a space to be something that does not fit us i may Mm -hmm. not naturally be what i might as a man let's take that point that you made before too Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry if i'm rambling
1: Um, no you're good it's good It's good.
0: um, let's use the example about being the head of household what if I'm not good with money right you know what I'm saying like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the bills you might come in the joint and the the lights be off and it ain't because we ain't got it I just forgot to pay it you know what I'm saying like so you know so removing yourself from whatever the expectation that other people had that's why I was like that's why I told y'all you you need you you need real therapy we were talking Mm -hmm. about relationship context right right um even in your friendships, like I think a lot of my friends depend on me to be the blunt one. I'm gonna come to Jock and I want a straight answer. But sometimes you really can come to me when you want empathy, because at my core, I am a softy. At my core, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta peel. Up the, I'm an onion. <laughs> the
1: onion. You gotta the get there.
0: But at my core, you know, and sometimes I remove myself from the responsibility of being the blunt friend because one, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna keep telling you the same opinion that I gave you five years ago. Right. Two. I don't feel I don't feel like being your teacher, your guide, your parent, your mm. mentor. And sometimes mm. being the blunt friend is wearing all those hats, right? It's like right. they know Josh gonna say it. So let's just come to it, like, no, I ain't got nothing to say, actually. Right. I'm removing myself from that expectation. I'm still gonna be right. Josh. But I'm like, no. Um, so I think sometimes we have to, I think people, while our personalities and who we are it's very true to our lived experience. I think sometimes our lived experience is kind of nuanced through other people's perspectives right, and it's right. navigating that nuance and eliminating those expectations based on mm-hmm. your own perspective and your yeah, own yeah. truth about who you are. That's how you mitigate it. Right. And there's no other person that can do it, but you mm-hmm. no other person. Yeah, that's good. And, and
1: <clears throat> that was great. I would actually add one more thing to that is the fact of, in is being honest with yourself uh and because you you know what you can and can't do yes like you know what you have the capacity to do what you can't do and really starting to be honest and being like i can't do that mm-hmm. like i I really can't like i try to do it i want to do it i want to be this for you i want to be that for you but what if you
0: even don't want to
1: yeah that, that's good too <laughs> like you don't you don't want to <laughs> um sometimes you don't want to be that for somebody like you know uh and that's that's a good, good way to be honest and but i think sometimes we like we're not honest with ourselves to say like it's okay to not be that or want to be that mm-hmm. or desire to be that so i think that's the main thing is be honest with yourself be honest with others that if you don't want to do it or you can't do it just be honest and be like it is what it is and i think defi- redefining those relationships that even they may have been in for a long time you can be like it's time. It's, uh, time. it's time to redefine those things. And and if they're real friends, if they love you, they really care about you, um, they'll be okay with that.
0: Yes. And if they don't, then. Carl Franklin said, I just want to be happy. Right. But if I keep on doing the things <laughs> that keep on bringing me pain, there's mm. no one else I can blame. If mm. I'm not happy, wasted time, but now I can see the biggest enemy is me. So I'm mm. not happy. Cry yourself to sleep. Shout and raise your hands. It won't change a thing, child until you understand.
1: Now y'all talk, <laughs>
0: y'all talk about my man's, but that is a pen, that is a word. And so if you wrap up with <laughs> wrap up with that, if you are not happy, as hard mm. as this may sound, it is your fault. Right. In the grand scheme of things. It is mm. not saying that there won't be situations and events and people that will contribute to your unhappiness. Mm-hmm. But once you get past the grief or the anger of whatever that is, it mm-hmm. is now up to us to do the proactive work. To your point, Brian, the question that you asked to do the proactive work of mm-hmm. making sure our happiness and our peace is intact. So feel the emotion, mm-hmm. be angry, be upset, be disappointed, and then be, then begin to move into ways where you can navigate beyond that and be control in control of your happiness. Mm-hmm. I think that's the ultimate part Of choosing yourself That's great
1: That's a great way To end this conversation
0: Yay This
1: was good so That's been the living room So now I, for those that You know that was, This has been Probably a whole living room Of black man self care Yes um, So we don't need to go Any further into that So at this point I think we um, where the, What's
0: next P.O. Box Oh okay Brian Is it Rodney Jenkins come Since we're skipping Black man Since we had a whole Black man self care living room We had
1: a whole Black man self care uh let's see here we do have something in the p.o box
0: all right let's get to it let's
1: do it what's
0: going on good people we are back and that was a um i won't say lengthy but a good release Good, of information and, and just you know, get some stuff off your chest and you know think about right. loving on us. On we're yourself, helping somebody we're we're help, helping ourselves. Listen, They they we say, we preach. What they said, the message is for you first. That's what they say. <laughs> so yeah, well, right. I minister to me. We minister to us. Um, but no. As always, you can write your questions in to ask. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw, at mm-hmm. gmail.com. And we will um, possibly read your letter out loud, give you a pseudonym, and give you the best, license, the best non-licensed therapeutic advice that we mm-hmm. can give you. So, Brian, Yes. With that being said, who do mm-hmm. we have and what do they want?
1: Uh, all right. We do have the pronouns because we do respect pronouns here. Yes. Uh, and the pronouns are she, her.
0: Mm. Okay, Brenda Jenkins.
1: Okay, Brenda. Two two seven. Two two seven. Two two seven. Brenda <laughs> Jenkins. All right, Brenda Jenkins. All right, Brenda Jenkins says, "Hey, Josh and Brian, I need some advice, as you are both fathers." Okay. Okay. Interesting, interesting way to start that. So, Brian and Josh, we need advice. You're both fathers. All right. So, my husband' family is mm, interesting. Right, They are like Atlanta housewives in person, and I cannot <laughs> take it. What does that even mean? It says they are extra, extra. They argue over who has the most money and who earned the most prestigious degrees. It's excessive. I am okay a li- with a little family rivalry and shade, but it's way too much. Here's my dilemma. I am pregnant, and my sister-in-law is offering to keep the baby until we find daycare. She's a housewife, and, but she's kind of the most extra one. Long story short, I don't want my baby overexposed to all that. My husband is excited about the opportunity for the baby to be nurtured by the family. How do I tell my husband that I don't want his sister's services? Love the podcast and their perspective is always so fresh and needed. Hope to hear from you soon, Brenda Jenkins. All right. Okay, Brian? Uh We talked about being honest. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be honest, like yeah. you know. And and as a as a parent, at this point, I think if if you're gonna be honest about anything, got to be honest about the child. Absolutely. You got to be honest about what you environment you want your child to grow up in. Um, you know, as our parents, and probably my mom probably said this. My mom said this. I got to stand before God and give an account for your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I'm serious about that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty serious about who Brooklyn hangs on with, who she spends the night with, who watches her. All those things I'm pretty serious about. Sure. And if you do believe that you know this is gonna be a toxic environment, and you want to shield your child from that, you, you just gotta have the conversation. I'm not afraid to have a conversation with, and be like, "Hey, I don't want somebody watching my child." It, it is what it is. um So you gotta have the conversation. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your spouse. And if things get awkward, it just is awkward. But you know, you are a mother first uh in terms of you want to protect your child cuz your child can't protect themselves so you got to do what you got to do to protect your child and that's that's my perspective
0: so i agree 100% the only other thing mm. i would add is just a a, a different vantage point you mm. said in there that she's willing to watch the baby until you find daycare so it sounds like i don't know if y'all moving Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, but it sounds like it won't be long. And I don't Mm -hmm. know how much her extraness is going to influence a six-week-old. Let's just say you do the traditional Mm -hmm. out for, you know, six weeks and go right back to work. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, like, to what Brian's point, Brian's daughter is almost two. Mm -hmm. So at this age, she's very impressionable. She repeats stuff. She does. She does all that kind of stuff. So I can definitely see that. But if you're talking about from earlier six weeks up until maybe like even eight or nine months, I don't know what I don't know what impact <laughs> your mm-hmm. sister's loss action is, is going to have. Now, if you're looking mm-hmm. for some type of short-term solution in terms of up until like two or three years old, because I know parents mm-hmm. would do that too, which is right. fine, um, then we're having a different conversation. But if you are literally mm. talking based on what you – I don't know how long it is. Based on what you described, until we find daycare, if you're talking mm-hmm. about those first six weeks or maybe that first few months, then you might be okay. Right, because they're not—they just laying they just laying their sleep, pooping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's a different thing. You didn't say your social life was irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You said it's the extraness of it all. Mm-hmm. So even if she is buying your baby a new outfit every day, your baby has no concept of what they put, what is getting put on their body. You know what I'm saying? Like right. none of that <laughs> is going to matter until they look at a picture a lot later in life. Like, Ooh, I had on a Burberry onesie. Like none of that's going to matter <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think definitely take Brian's advice, have that conversation, but be mm-hmm. prepared if your husband pushes back to kind of hear him out. If, if, if the situation is really temporary, because if that's mm-hmm. the case, say that money, girl. Because daycare, right. is a, if you're a first time parent, let me tell you, daycare is a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It is a
0: second mortgage. Okay, it, it is. is a second it mortgage, is. and that's it's on top lot. of like you got to buy diapers for home and diapers for the daycare, like milk at home and milk at daycare. Like it's you're doubling almost everything. You got to mm-hmm. pack clothes for them because they might mess up. Like it's it's a like not, not just paying for daycare, but preparing them it for. It's like, it's a it is a whole thing. So definitely enjoy whatever little reprieve that you can have temporarily. But if it's something that y'all think about as a, I'm going to call it midterm, meaning like mm-hmm. you're talking about the next two to three years, then yes, that's different. Because if your sister lost the extra, you know, to the point I made about Brian's daughter, she may come home saying all kinds of stuff. Doing all kinds, all kinds of stuff, of stuff. right? <laughs> and you know, and you just don't want that. You talking about like the few, few, the first few months of life, girl. Save that money, but whatever, <laughs> whatever you do, have the conversation, Brenda. And um, that's that's the first thing: be honest, have the conversation, and don't talk down about his. That still is you're his yeah. wife, but that is his sister.
1: And I'm not right. saying he's
0: going to defend her over you. I'm just saying that can be sensitive. So right. just make sure you navigate that well. Tis all.
1: All right. so that's the the P.O. Box. Again, like Josh said, send us some stuff. We want to hear from you you and and we'll give you the best unlicensed uh, information. (laughs) Uh, So I guess we're going to the ready conversation. Let's get some stuff off our chest. Let me talk! All right, greater conversation. This is where we get some stuff off our chests because people be doing the things that we need to kind of read them and drag them for. Uh, Josh, did you want to go first or did you want me to go first?
0: Super quick. I say every really, week, but this is super quick. Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Was that a okay. concert? Got up there. Basically, said, F COVID, F your mask, F your mandates. Who was going to tell us that we do not have the right to breathe? Buster. Never thought I'd be in a position where I would need to drag you, but- let me keep this real quick. That was dumb. You're idiotic. And I don't know what you were thinking. If you are an anti-masker and an anti-vaxxer, that is your business. But do not get out here with your platform being so irresponsible to tell people that it is unconstitutional for people, for the government to say you need to have on a mask. Are you freaking mm-hmm. kidding me? The mask is saving people. We should, probably should have been wearing masks in 2020. 18 because people are disgusting. Um, <laughs> that's one thing that COVID has revealed. People are nasty. Like, you know right. how many people who didn't wash their hands after they pissed before mm-hmm. COVID? And now mm-hmm. you got a whole respiratory disease that can be transferred through touching and people still ain't taking care of themselves in terms of hygiene. Mm-hmm. All these white people right. coming out every week talking about that they don't shower and don't wash themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, so we have to, people with platforms. Me and Brian right. have said this so many times. If you don't have anything smart to say, then shut mm-hmm. up, and that yes. was one of those moments. Like the baby did something. Shut up, Buster. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Like that was like that was unnecessary. Like what did you get? What what clout were you chasing to say that?
1: Right. Like he just mad because he can't tour. Right.
0: You're a legend in your own <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and let's keep it a hundred a book you know, you mad that you can't tour? I'm right about that point. But who really calling you to tour? Let's start there because you really ain't got nothing that's worth like touring for. Right now. Unless you did some reunion tour. but Ain't nobody really checking for no new buster. So, like, <laughs> pipe down. Pipe right. down. And stop being irresponsible with your platform. Tis yep. all.
1: As Chris Brown will say, finish your set. Say thank you. Good night. Hey, good night. Exit stage. That's it. That's all you got to do. I'm gonna do mine real quick, too. Uh, it doesn't, you know, ever shock me when somebody uh, from a certain party uh, says something completely stupid. Oh, so, Lord. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick from what state do you think? Texas. Um, he actually wants to, or he actually... Don't he got live, COVID? I don't know. He probably has COVID, but he went on live I'm almost television. almost
0: positive he does. Keep going. I'm going to research it.
1: Went on live television and basically blamed black people for the uh, surge in COVID-19. He said that it's black folks that are being unvaccinated are the ones who are the reason for... Uh, <laughs> For the surge in COVID-19 He said it's the Democrats' fault For not being able to He said black people Y'all vote for the Democrats Or black Democrats, Black people vote for y'all So y'all should be the ones Y'all responsible for getting black people vaccinated
0: <sighs> You did don't say don't Greg did Abbott,
1: service. right? I said No, Greg Abbott is the, is the governor Okay I'm going to say I know that the, the l- l-
0: governor does have COVID Yo, he had COVID <laughs> The lieutenant
1: governor The lieutenant <laughs> governor Dan Patrick oh, Okay Yeah they. It's just Texas, I feel sorry for you Y'all got idiots uh, over there um, but that fool said, you know, it's it's black people's fault that why COVID is what it is. You want to blame black people for everything. Black people are this, black people are that. Um, I want you to say something on the street to somebody black. That's what I want. That's what I... People that get on national television and blame black people for stuff, y'all be so, so tough.
0: Ain't it, which, so ain't tough. it South Dallas that's real black? Or is it... It's either... It's North or South Dallas. Just go I to that know. part of Dallas. Right. Over so there with T the... church, yeah, because he's churching. Who? Right. Listen, <laughs>
1: <laughs> go go knock on some black doors and say black people, it's your fault that, you know, that COVID is what it is. Not the fact that black people just have, you know, a not all black people, but, you know, we have a healthy understanding and healthy fear of, you know, the, the medical system who, you know, did experiments on black people previously or the fact that, you know, you all always doing things to us, you know. We don't really care about black people to begin with. Um, So, that's my thing. Um, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor of Texas, you're a trash human being. It is what it is, and I would love to see you sometime in the street, and we can kind of hash this out with our fists. Pull up to one of them parks where you see the craze
0: lined up. That's the park you need to be at.
1: Yeah, go go there. How 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 about you take it upon yourself to go to the black neighborhoods by yourself and tell black people... That they're that they're terrible for not being vaccinated. Come, Let's see what happens. Come
0: to Atlanta, go to Old National. It's a great place.
1: Cascade.
0: <laughs> Drive down to uh, Old National. It's a great place. Yeah, it's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great place.
1: Go to Compton. <laughs> you know, and you know
0: Park. <laughs> <laughs> go to go to San Bernardino. And, you know, and just you know, tell black people how you go feel. to Orange Mile. Okay, go to phrase <laughs> over there off Hollywood. Go to North Memphis over there <laughs> off Jackson. I promise you, ain't nothing Hollywood about Hollywood and North Memphis. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go to all the places. Go to all the places. Uh, but yeah, that's what I want you to do. Um, and that's pretty much it. I think that's the last part of the podcast here. I think we're pretty much done. with well,
0: That wraps up another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. And we want to thank you so much. We do. For joining us each and every week, um, listening to um, two of your favorite as 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 Franklin would say, since I'm quoting him again tonight, your cousin, your nephew, Mm yeah, you know, you're listening to us, and we appreciate y'all taking out your time, hours, some change of your week every week to kick it with us. Um, Brian and I are excited again for October, so
1: we are excited. Be Be on on the the lookout. lookout for it. Be on the lookout. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be great.
0: It's going to be big.
1: Oh, it's going to be mm-hmm. so big. It's going to be so good. It is. It is.
0: We're excited. Music and visuals and black skin and melanin and it's natural hair and, and all the things. black people doing black things. Black people doing black things and celebrating blackness. Um, you're going to want to be there. So tell a friend, tell a friend to be on the lookout. And we might even do a giveaway. We just
1: might. We should. We haven't done a giveaway in a we long time. We should do
0: a giveaway to get some people some free, free tickets. We should. Because we, we said basically free. Mm-hmm. Which means it's going to be a small amount. <laughs> a, a, small, a small love token. A little love token.
1: A little love, a little token. love
0: token. That's token. That's, that's all. That's we're all. we're going
1: to take one off. We're not going to take two offers. We're going to take, take one. We're
0: going to take one off. And that's going to be at the door, Right. But it will be limited capacity be limited. and seating. So if you want RGP. to get in, RZPs, tickets, all that kind of thing. So if you want to get in, please make sure um, when we make the announcements, you do your thing and bring a friend to bring a friend. But when them, sick, when them seats are gone, they're gone. Gone. They're gone. So. Uh, anything else, uh, Brian, you want to add?
1: Uh, as always, man, make sure you follow us, the Jigsaw Podcast. Follow I am Josh Rogers. Follow I am Brian here. Make sure you share, you like, you subscribe to all the things that we are on. We are on every platform in terms of podcasting. So please, 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 please do that. Uh, five stars or nothing at all. Leave a comment. Let us know how great we are. Let other people know how great we are. We are excited about all the things. Josh is blessing up right now. Kiss <laughs> his fingers, two to the sky, and we are excited about all the things. This is uh, some place that we love to kind of get things off our chest. We want to continue to grow. Oh, we need a uh, we need a, a person. We need a person to do some things for us, right?
0: Yes, we, I should have been. We should have said that in the beginning. We're gonna keep saying it. We need a social media manager. Tell them what we need, we Brian.
1: We need a person that's gonna go on and just let us know what and, and help us out to uh, you know put the things on the social media. And get our you know, help get our name out there and to grow with us. Right now it's gonna be, you know, a a an internship. Yes, a fellowship of sorts. Internship, fellowship <laughs> of sorts. We you know, you will be doing things with us. We'll be friends. You'll be friends. Um, and then at some point as we continue to grow, then of course there will be some opportunities uh to partner with us and work with us on another level to where there will be some other things that we are able to bless you with. But in the meanwhile, we need an intern to help us with our social media, uh to continue to get things growing. And then hopefully at one point we can have somebody else to do some other things for us, you know, photos and websites and uh, editing all and the all the kind of stuff. We want to do all the things. We want to just show up and just enjoy. We want to be the talent.
0: And Nancy, and we could <laughs> be That's very it. honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have full time jobs. We do all the things. We have so many activities. We we like Jamaican life. We have so many activities that we do in our lives. We want to make sure that we just you can just show up through the podcast and spend all our time doing that. Yeah. So if you know anybody, uh, let us know. Uh, where should they, did they hit us they up can, on? Like you can you can DM us if you want. Yeah, we're not that grand yet.
0: We're not that grand. You can DM us, but also I think it'll be better if you can put it in a concentrated place. Go to the Jigsaw Podcast. Mm-hmm. Now ask the GXR where you can see your comments. If you send mm. it there, we'll look at it. But go mm. but go to thegsaw podcast <laughs> at gmail.com for inquiries. Or you can go to our website, com. There's a contact us form and you can fill it out there as well. Um just kind of put in there what you're doing and yeah, we'll get back with you. So um we're excited to grow, add somebody to the team, and uh is that it?
1: That's it. So a lot of people don't know what they need what
0: they need to do. Do all the things. Take care of yourself mm-hmm. and don't get college mm-hmm. work undone. Love y'all. Love you. <laughs> See you night. next week. <laughs> or good day. <laughs>